Hey everybody and welcome to episode 11 of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host. Season 1 is all about recovering from religiosity and catch this. It's the season 1 finale week and I'm excited to have a special guest Whitney Houston with me on the show to join the discussion. MSE podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE podcast conversation starters deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, so Whitney, do you believe that it's right to blame Satan for everything that goes wrong? I don't. Um, A lot of things we bring on ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like, because um, the Bible said we can't blame God for the evil things because God doesn't do, He doesn't do evil things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's the devil does put you know things in our head or send things our way, but we have the we have that choice to make the right decision. That Got comes me. back on us. Most definitely. Um, I think that really. Uh, well, I guess one important thing that we should consider is the fact that, like you said, a lot of the things that that happen, we bring on ourselves. Not saying that, you know, he doesn't do anything. Right, right. <laughs> but there are some things that we um, ourselves, you know, bring about. And I think a thing that's important for us to do is to take responsibility for our actions. Right. Um, and just because um, consequences come, Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's sent from Satan. It's just right. a natural consequence of, <laughs> you know, of the things that we did. Um, one of the quotes that I was reading from an article said, it's so easy to blame temptation on the devil until the Bible turns the mirror onto our own hearts. Right. James um, one fourteen states that temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. In a culture that says we should follow our heart, We as believers understand that sin has tainted the heart, the heart that sees us because it is often led by the flesh and not by the spirit. Um, And one thing that they were pointing out is um, this particular quote that says, you can choose the sin, but you can't choose the consequence. Right. Um, And I agree with them. Like a lot of us have have learned this the hard way. Um, (laughs) Yep. You know, we kind of you can it's easy to get into this mentality like you know, I'm, I'm covered under the blood. Let me just do whatever, right. <laughs> you know, I want to do and, and no consequences can right. touch me. Um, but I feel like, you know, many of us have, have learned this the hard way um, that sin does come with consequences. And a lot of times um, it's not even dealt with right away. Um, right. Most of, some of the consequences will, you know, feel right away, but then others, you know, unravel over a period of time. Why do you feel like we are so quick to put things on on Satan or even on the other end of the spectrum 
um, blaming God for everything. Just not taking um, accountability for things that we know is wrong, but we still do. Um, mm-hmm. Just going out and, you know, like you said, oh, I'm covered under blood, but you still, there's consequences after that. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the devil made me do it. No, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you made that. You made that choice to do what you want to do now. It's everybody's fault but yours when things exactly. Uh, and then we just have to sit and take accountability. Okay, I'm wrong. I did this, and you know, just accepting it. And I think it's more of just accepting the fact that I did it, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. my fault that this happened. Yeah, and it's not nobody's yeah. fault but mine. And I but think until we get to that point, then it's just gonna we're just gonna blame it on other people, and it's not we are not gonna be able to grow and mature because we have the mindset of it's not me, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So until we get to that point, then everybody's just gonna be pointing fingers, and exactly. nobody's gonna have that mindset of holding their self accountable. And that's why yeah. we're so everywhere now because. Nobody hold themselves accountable for the things yeah. that they've done. Yeah, I think accountability is a huge thing, um, and and that is also lacking from a lot of um, right. a lot of our local churches. That accountability aspect um, is super important, not just from other people, but like you said, keeping ourselves accountable. Right. Um, and I mean, accountability is it's not all flowers and, and daisies. Mm-hmm. You know, accountability is is tough to stomach <laughs> yep you know because you have to acknowledge you know i am a sinful human being mm-hmm. you know and as much as you want to do everything perfectly and you want to be the perfect christian that's just not realistic right you know and i think the fact that we're especially as christians we're not okay with accepting the fact that we are innately um sinful we have a sinful nature right we're not okay with dealing with that. Not saying we should just open it with, <laughs> we right. should welcome it with open arms. But I think we kind of, I, I guess it's expectations that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So like, because we expect ourselves to be perfect and we expect ourselves to, you know, have it all together. When yeah. it comes to accountability, we can't handle that. Right. And I think also the fact that in a lot of, you know, local local churches um spirituality is seen as like a competition mm-hmm. so if that atmosphere if we're around that environment then of course we're not going to welcome accountability right <laughs> because if i own up to the fact that i'm sinful then somebody over here is going to judge me right you know even though we're all we're all sinful mm-hmm. um so i think uh especially with modern church culture and how there is often a lack of accountability um that that's one of the reasons why we have such a hard time um taking responsibility for our actions yeah so how do you feel like we can incorporate more accountability um whether it's in the local church or just in our own areas of influence in our personal lives oh it's just gonna have to take that um that one person that's gonna, you know, ex- admit they're wrong, accept uh, what they've done, and hopefully, when that person does that, the other person say is, you know, I know I've sinned, and I just need the Lord to forgive me, and it's uh-huh. okay. I think we have a problem where you sin, oh my God, you know, going to hell, all this kind of stuff. But like, we sin every day, 
not saying that it's mm-hmm. right, yeah. but it happens. You can't yeah. beat yourself up about it. It's okay. You just have your moment and get back on the right track. Yeah. And then, yeah. It, especially with younger people, we think, okay, we've done this wrong. Like, now we feel like we can't go to church. Mm-hmm. We can't, you know, we can't be involved in that. So that, you know, that just pushes a lot of young people away. Most definitely. And so then yeah, we and- don't have that, uh, then we still don't have that accountability because they're gone. Yep. And it's like, who's, nobody's there to let them know, like, hey, it's okay. You've done this. Like, don't separate yourself from God. Like, things happen. It's, the world yeah. is full of sin. It's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, and I think equating our sin with our identity. Right. So, like, because I did this or because I did something wrong, that makes me a bad person. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like we it's not that we can't even move past, you know, the action, Mm -hmm. but it's just because we attach the action to like who we are as a person. um, It it deals with, you know, it leads to bad Mm self-esteem, you know, and and a lot of other things. So, yeah, I think that's important. um, Separating the sin from the person. Right. Because one person Um, can do a million great things and that one thing somebody will hold against them yes and yes. there it goes that person now instead of them being viewed as all the good things they do when nope. their name comes up that bad thing is the first thing that comes out of their mouth instead of you know being that good thing and now you know that like you said the self-esteem that that's just dropped and now you know you that's all you feel like you're being viewed as instead of mm-hmm. all the good things that you've done yeah. What would you say are some other things that you would say or even people that you talk to have turned people away from church and even so far as to say Christianity? Oh, probably the biggest one, um, getting pregnant out of wedlock is probably the mm. biggest one in churches. I mean it wow. happens and I'm free real Baptist, so if you have a baby out of wedlock, whatever position you have in that church, you can no longer hold that because you've done that. Got you. And not saying, you know, that it's wrong, but then, you know, people draw away. People that's not strong-minded and, you know, yeah. you say, I've done this, and I know that God will forgive me. And, you know, after I, this happens, you know, I can jump back in doing whatever I was doing in the church. It doesn't, majority of the time, it doesn't happen that way. Got you. They they get yeah. you know they get pushed away and then they're back out there in the world instead of yeah. you know somebody loving them and saying you know it's okay this happens and now we now we have like more people you know more people lost in the church. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think of that one, but that one's that one's a, a really really good one, and especially you know like you were saying with with certain denominations right. um the consequences are different right um yeah and i know like um there's one um particular church well a lot of churches actually um not really anymore but they would have like the the woman that got pregnant mm-hmm. you know go before the stand in front of the church right and apologize to the church mothers mm-hmm. which i think is just 
insane. <laughs> it's, it's a bit I, much. You already feel guilty for what you've done. Yeah. And then you got to stand for God in the whole world and just tell them, you know, <laughs> yes. as if they're not going to see you pregnant and you're not married. It, yeah, that, yes. that's a little wild to me, too. Yes. And I think, and especially, like, I know I would always say, like, well, what about the guy? Right. <laughs> right. You know, right. she ain't do it by herself. Right. You know, so I think like I'm glad that's not as as prevalent as it was, you know, years yeah. ago. But there are some people that I know personally that have, you know, walked away from the church because mm-hmm. of of that. Because of because of being condemned. And I think like it's it's just crazy because the same altar that we are using to invite people to Christ, we're using to like crucify those that have had babies out of wedlock. Yeah. So like if someone that is not saved, but let's just say they uh, they attend your church like frequently mm-hmm. and they see you inviting people to the altar to accept Christ. And then the next Sunday or whatever day that you worship, they see a woman who had a baby out of who's pregnant have to go up to that same altar mm-hmm. and everyone's condemning and bashing. And she has to like a pot like I just if we're if we're going to use the altar you know for Christ like purposes i think we should do just that right like i i think it confuses people like mm-hmm. and it probably i would say makes them scared to to even accept Christ because i might go up there and accept him today but if i do something wrong i don't know if y'all are going to call me up right to to apologize and it's probably why <laughs> you see a lot more people um, when they do altar call, there's still there's still some people, even though they say, you know, I want everybody at the altar, there's still people sitting in the audience. Yes. Yes. And it's like, just like, like sometimes you, you don't know why, but it's just like, you know, yeah. You never yeah. know what has happened yeah. for them to still be sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it becomes like a like a trial. Like you're standing before, like yeah, <laughs> you know, like you're on trial, right? And I just I feel like we we take advantage of the altar sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would say, like that's just an observation that that I've made, and I'm glad that you brought that point out because not a lot of people are willing to talk about that. Right? But it is. Yeah, it's it's a little yeah. It's a, it's like a touchy mm-hmm. subject, but it's I mean it's true. Yeah, it, it happens, and you know. That's just yeah. what it is. What advice would you give to someone who has left the church because of some of the things that we that we've talked about? Um, just to come back, like things in the church happen. They happen in every church. Um, that's why I don't understand when people go from church to church to church. Every church has problems. <laughs> yeah. Every church has. But I mean, if yeah. you if you feel like you're not going there or whatever, I mean, that's your business. But don't run to another church. <laughs> Because something somebody said, people going to talk. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the world. But, you know, just come at the church, be in the church, um, get closer to God. Find somebody in the church that you can go and talk to. You can't talk uh-huh. to everybody in a church because we still have people in the church. And it's mostly the elder people that's in that <laughs> mindset of, you know, <laughs> the Old Testament or whatever, way back when. We still have those people in the church. Who you know just just ain't there, and you just gonna have to find you a person <laughs> that you can talk to and tell your problems to, 
Yeah. And you know, they they look at you and say, you know what, God forgive you, forgive yourself, mm-hmm. and you know, just just keep coming, just keep re- reading your Bible, keep going to other services. Yeah. You just have to find that person, and you know, just stay close to them, but don't. Don't run away from the church. And people, I hear people all the time, I don't need to go to church or whatever yeah. if I know God. I mean, that's you. But me, I missed two Sundays. <laughs> I missed the first what, the first Sunday. And we didn't have church on the second Sunday. Third Sunday, I'm like, look, I got to uh, go. I, I am in there. Because, I, I mean, it's just me. But people have other, you know, people have other views. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in the church and you've left, like, just go back. I'm like, Whatever happened has yeah. happened. Just get back close to God because, I mean, things in the world happen. Yeah. So what would you say are are the benefits of, of church? Um, Not saying this can't happen outside of church, but um, mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. Healing, and I mean seeing miracles. You see other people um, being healed and miracles happen. And you know, you just want to be a part, be a part of that, and engage in that, and having the mindset if God can do it for them, then I know He can. You know, He can do it for me. Mm-hmm. Being in the world, you're not always, you're not always gonna get that. Yeah, get to see that, and you know, feel what that feels like to see other people get healed from stuff that they need healing from, or even seeing miracles happen. Yeah, it definitely helps build faith, I'd say. It, it does a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and having that, a community, which is what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, which you get that feel some some places, but other right. places, it, it's not a community at all. <laughs> right. You know, Sometimes you just need to feel like you just need to be in yeah. a space with, you know, with a worship experience for yeah things that happen. Yeah, and, and really come together. Right. Um, kind of like continuing what you what you already do in private. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So okay, I guess we should we should probably talk about this. Um, because I've been seeing a lot of people being being negative and judging without knowing all the information. Mm-hmm. And that is the the Sunday services that um, Kanye West is doing. I've seen a lot of people, you know, um, saying that he's, I mean, going so far as to say that he's the antichrist (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, you know, that this is, you know, what we were warned about um, that even the elect is going to be deceived and, you know, saying that you know his motives and and heart behind what he's doing are not pure how do you feel about this what is it any different from pastors now that used to do what they do back in the day smoke drink Mm -hmm. what is what difference is that like i i me i have no problem with it and honestly when i seen justin bieber leave Lead praise and worship. Yes. I said, sing, Justin, sing. Like it's just yes. like it, it can't always be, you know. Preachers bringing people in. Like maybe yeah. Kanye is that person to get all those other people out in the street into a church. Like exactly. you never, like you can't. I mean, you're not supposed to judge anyway, but you have to look and see. Like look at all those people that he's drawn in. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, exactly. And that's and why I, I have no problem with it because if I see people, especially young people, that is mm-hmm. coming to Christ and you know trying to turn or, trying to turn their life around, like why why is it such a big deal? Like maybe yeah. it maybe Kanye is what it took for you know some people. Like you just exactly. never you never know, and that's why I feel I I have no problem with it because yeah. I mean maybe that's him that maybe that's what he's supposed to be doing or mm-hmm. was you know down the line is what he was supposed to be doing yeah yeah I totally agree I don't I don't see a problem with it at all and I you know took took an opportunity to actually watch one of the services mm-hmm. um just so I could kind of understand what was going on because you know like people were saying oh well you know he's people that have not, you know, looked into it at all or don't know anything about, you know, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. They're saying, you know, well, he's he's preaching and he shouldn't be up there and blah, 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 blah. And the service that I um, that I watched, he shared his testimony. Um, the service would, went on like usual. So they had announcements offered. They had the normal things. Mm-hmm. And Kanye and his choir um sung uh like a bunch of songs and then they came back with some more announcements and then it was it was over mm-hmm. and my thing is like if you actually take the time to watch <laughs> right you know then you'll understand what he's doing and he was by no way going up with a you know a clergy collar and robe right you know that's how people were making it seem you know but god at, at you know, even then, like God can always turn someone's heart around. Like you just never know their experience. You never. You but never if know. you're gonna judge, you know, well, he's preaching and doing all this. He's actually not. Like right. they were. Like from what I was seeing, they were more of like the musical guests, and he was like sharing his testimony, um, about how you know he he has experienced everything that you can imagine as far as riches wealth you know and Mm -hmm. all of that and he was saying it still wasn't enough for him right and he was saying you know since the lord has been dealing with his heart he's become a better um husband he's become you know just better all around and um i just it really touched my heart to hear that and also to see like you said that many young people Mm -hmm like in in the congregation um was i mean i i don't even think i've seen that many <laughs> yes, young that... people in in one place at one time um and it, it it really touched my heart so like you said like i don't have anything you know against him and my thing is for for those that may be you know complaining about what he's doing like if you're not welcoming young people into your church right or whenever they go to to your church they don't they don't feel comfortable you're not making them feel like they're they're joining the body of Christ you're not being loving mm-hmm. if Kanye doesn't do it then who, where are they going to go because right. it's not like Kanye is going to stop and everyone's going to flood all of our local churches right like if you're not welcoming to the youth then you might as well encourage you know where they where they are going it's not like they're right. going to the club exactly <laughs> Like, you don't want them in the streets, you don't want them in the, but then they're going to a Sunday service, but because the, the artist, you know, has, has been a secular artist, then it's, you know, you don't even want them at church either. 
or you you determine which type of service they're they're attending um but yeah i i think it's important for us to you know which i get a lot of people were kind of scarred from when he was like um being referred to as jesus right um and went through that whole thing but again God can use anyone. He can. And you never know what he has done in his heart since then. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, in that testimony to other people, you know, you, you never know yeah. what that did to somebody else. You know, exactly. like if he did it for Kanye, you know, he can do some things for me. <laughs> <That's> for <real. laughs> I mean, he can use anybody. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, and like you said true. about the whole church, about, you know, people not being welcoming into the church, like people have to realize you're going to need youth in your church. Like, if you don't have youth in your church, your church is going to die. Basically. Like, because I'm realizing now, like, okay, I'm supposed to be, you know, my time is coming. Like, I tell my mama, then I'm like, y'all the old people now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking around, I'm like, yeah, y'all the old people now. But you just, I mean, <laughs> yes, there's older people in my church, but, you know, my yeah. mom in that group, you know, they're the ones, you know, carrying you know they got to keep stuff going so i mean you have to you have to welcome people in here you have to welcome especially the youth and other people into your church because i'm like i'm saying the church it, it would die if yeah. you don't i mean you don't bring people in and you know teach them you know what's supposed to go on and how things are supposed to go on then i mean you're left with nothing mm-hmm. and some people have the like you have two ends of the spectrum old school new yeah. school yeah. where do you where how do you balance because i don't think that you should have all new school i don't think you should have all old school so like how do you find that balance you you just it's kind of hard i know it's just, like not an easy thing to like yeah. just put into words but i mean because you have those that like we don't want any tradition whatsoever kill it all right it's all like we're over it and then right. and then you have um we don't want any change mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do it the way we want you to do it like how do you find that balance between still reverent reverencing god right you, but not being like i i i'm pretty sure you understand what i'm saying i do it's it's just a hard is not saying that you I mean it's it's being done but it's it's just difficult because people don't want change. Yeah. And the world is changing yeah. every day and sometimes you just gotta you just gotta go with it and some people are not willing to just go with it. So it's kinda like you it's like a compromise situation. Yeah. And it's, I think it's both hard. both sides have to compromise. Right. And that's what a lot of young people mm-hmm. are going to like these young preacher churches because you're over here in this church and they want everything done this way. We don't want this. And, mm-hmm. you know, young people is like, you know what, I'm just going somewhere where I can just be myself and, you know, not have to, it's, it's like a lot of structure. Yeah. Instead of going in, everybody being on the same page and realizing what we are really here for. Exactly. Because I feel like that's why a whole lot is not happening in the church today because we see here things are supposed to go this way. This is where they've been going for years mm-hmm. and we have this program me in a program, I'm just like, all right, this. I mean, because it's just like telling you what to do is like you're saying, like the physical program. Yes, 
Uh, I mean, a program is good, all right. But we, you know, sometimes we just gotta get away from that for a second. You know, sometimes let's just go ahead and sing a song, and if it tears up, you know, we can preach and go home. Like, don't. I mean, I have no problem with a program. You know, is I mean, it's been there. I've been by a program all my life. Yeah, it's just like when it becomes like a checklist, or yeah. like, oh, we skip something, we got to go back. Right. Let's. Yeah. I see. Yeah. No, we can put that to the side. You know, we can do it next Sunday. I, I promise you. But yeah. Yeah. It's... yeah. But I, I definitely think you can have multi generational churches and it prosper. Right. It, like, yeah. I don't believe you should uh, ha- absolutely have all young people. Right. And then you should have all old people. Mm-hmm. I think there's a balance and it can work. It can. Yeah. Cause you, you, <laughs> you're going to have to need, you know, some older people to, you know, yeah. guide you along the way because you don't know everything. Exactly. With that age, they don't know everything either. But yeah. I mean, you have, at least you have them, your mind and yeah. their mind together to make it, you know, yeah. to you make it different work. perspectives, different right. experiences to draw from. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be surprised how many older people are just now accepting Christ. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I heard a lady say that she, you know, she's been saved. A long time, and her husband just got saved at like sixty years old. Like you, wow. And I think yeah. he became a deacon and everything. Like you, you just really you think all these older people in the church are saved and all that, but some, mm-hmm. some of them are not. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was little, I thought I thought all old people were saved. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought all old people were saved and all young people were not saved. Right. Like you got to wait till you get older. Right. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Did you have anything else like on the topic of, you know, just accountability? You know, any all of the things that we talked about. Do you have any other, you know, things that you feel are important for us to just talk about and bring awareness to? Just remember, like you reap what you sow. That's that's Mm -hmm. a lot. You 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 reap a good harvest. You sow a good harvest. You reap a good harvest. You're out here doing all this stuff in the world. I mean, you um. A lot of if you're doing out bad things or where good things are not gonna come like you think they should or feel like they are gonna come. You have gotcha. to you have to put out a good harvest in order to um to reap that harvest. And just staying with God. I know sometimes it gets a little hard and you know, life comes and life is life is hard and you're dealing with a lot, but you have to stop and remember, you know, why you're able to do all this. And just mm-hmm. take, you know, just Take accountability when you do do something wrong. Yeah, just have your moment with God and just realize, you know, God, I messed up. Forgive me, and just try to do better. You have yeah. to learn from your mistakes. Me and my mom was talking about this other night and just learning from learning from your mistakes and not doing. Yeah. You know, don't don't be the person where I mean they're going to people out here. It's going to take them four or five times. You know, learn from their mistakes. Yeah, it, I mean if you. It's just who they are. Yeah, and it, and it's your journey. If it, it takes is. you four or five times, that's it fine. <laughs> it is just like that's with fine. school. Some people, why you ain't graduating? I mean, it takes stuff happens. Preach. Life happens. Yeah, stuff happens. You fail a couple classes. You don't do as good. <laughs> At least I'm still going. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, will keep going until I graduate. Yeah. Like things happen. Like sometimes I felt down about the situation. And, you know, people ask me, well, your sister going to graduate before you? I mean, yeah. it's just like, now you're smarter yeah. than me. I mean, hey. I'm, we- <laughs> I'm weak. 
<laughs> she is. I you just gotta accept Naya smarter than me. You know, she is just there, you know, but <laughs> it's just like it happens. Lord have mercy. But yeah, I mean yeah, this, you, just, so you just can't you just can't stop. You just you just gotta keep going. You gotta yeah. stay in God's will. And I mean Yeah, and go at your own pace. You have to. You have yeah. to. That's that's the best part of, of it being a journey. It's it's unique to you. Right. And I think, you know, sometimes we wanna rush it right. or we wanna force <laughs> you know, force people to, to move at the pace we want them to. Right. Um, but that's not always realistic. It's not. And I think the yeah. world has set this or oh, you just like for you graduate by this time and yeah, you know, a couple of that each Yeah. Kids. And it's it's really yeah. a mess, you know. Messing some of us up because we yeah. think this is what it should be, and if I'm not here by this time, how am I gonna be viewed or you exactly. know what's gonna happen exactly. and all this? So I mean, it's just like you have to, you have to just go with life, most and definitely. take your time and do whatever you have to do to make it work, and not just just rush life. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for being willing to be a part. Thank I you. And I enjoy talking with you and you, you really touched on a lot of necessary, you know, topics that I feel are going to help a lot of people um, who have, you know, turned away from the church or, mm-hmm. you know, are just going through, you know, feeling left out, you know, in the church or right. not feeling heard or seen or valued. Um, in the church so thank you for you know providing your insight and for you know just just joining the discussion and and dealing with some of the some of the tough questions I appreciate it you're welcome thank you so much for having me yeah so thanks to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Whitney on social media did you enjoy this episode I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly Podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.